Welcome to The Radio Cure. I'm your host, Nathan Seal, and each week Jeremy Cohen and I talk about new albums and artists in and around the indie music landscape. This week we've got garage concerts and garbage humans, topped off with a plastic picnic on John Hughes's private beach. Talking PP's debut album, Vista Light, next on The Radio Cure. I almost stumbled myself up there with all those words. Well, you connected a lot of threads there. Yeah, it was. You almost stumbled I, up my uh, brain. Yeah, we got a we have a couple of little topics to talk to off the top before we get to Plastic Picnic's uh, debut album. Although it's a little album, it's still their debut. I feel like it's still wanna... an EP. It is, know. but it's being called their debut. That's interesting. Album. Mm-hmm. I thought so too. Is it there? Is it so like? Too. Is it like uh, uh, like a label or is it like their first with like a bigger label or something? That's an EP. Six songs is an EP. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on, but in today's <laughs> climate, you just have to call something what people want it to be called. Like if like, you know what I mean? If that's why a, that's why album to you, man. It's an album know, to me. A couple times in my notes for it, I, I, I typed out album and I was like, mm, it's not really an album. So I, I just stuck with record. We'll just call it a record. That's a good way to go. Yeah. Lots of records now. That's really the only thing you can sell anymore. That's true. Nothing else really has any longevity. It is interesting to me. CDs seem so perfect, but man, that one scratch and it's just fucking annoying. I just cannot listen to it. Oh, absolutely. You got a song that skips. It's like, nope, this is yeah. garbage. But I'm okay with the static of a record. What is that? Well, I think... You're conditioned to think that it sounds cool, which it, I yeah. which it like kind of does, if I'm being honest. But still, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> although I always try to get um, my stations on the television through the air still, and they have a digital feed. They switch from an analog to a digital, like what, twenty years ago, something like yeah, that. Yeah, aught six. Yeah, aught six. Okay, so not so much years ago. But that anyway, was, once, I totally pulled that number out of my ass. I don't know when that happened. My dad was so excited, though. I do know that. <laughs> somewhere in there. But when you don't have a full signal, it like glitches on you. Yeah. You know? And like totally like stops and then starts and then stops and starts. Mm-hmm. And it's so frustrating. You cannot watch anything with like a little bit of signal. And I was kind of you know, pining for the days of the analog where you could still watch something on fuzziness. I feel like that's a perfect yep. analogy for this. I can't, I can't handle the glitchiness, but if it's just a little yes. fuzzy, I'm okay. I used to watch fuzzy shows all the time. Fox always came in so clear, but then like, if you get like, what was it? Like either CBS or ABC, it, mm. it was so fuzzy, but I could still watch it. Yeah. It's, it's the stopping and starting that's unacceptable. If it's like exactly. a consistently kind of shitty thing, <laughs> Yeah. I know I'm with yeah. you on this. This makes sense. Thank you. A record uh yeah, can be analog is 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 it wears better. It does. Like like you That's can true. tolerate the wear. Yeah. Agreed. Man. We got way too much to talk about to be like we, I know, we, but we've but really broken some ground here. I like that. Yeah. All I right. feel I feel really good about that analogy. Yeah, that's great. That's gold. <laughs> But the first thing we have to deal with is uh, the man with the elephant-sized head in the room. <laughs> Our boy, he's back. <laughs> he's he's back. He kind of like sneaks in. And I have a theory on this. 
he just wanted to get back to to Instagram and social media and everything like that. And he's like, oh shit, I got like this really super cute thing that I want to say about my cats. Mm-hmm. I want to. I really want to post this picture of my massive face with my <laughs> cats surrounding it. <laughs> Well, that's the funny thing. That's like one of the first thing I went to his feed mm. and like, I think the same day or like, I don't know, five or six tweets after he had that serious one, uh-huh. there's a, a retweet about Bob Ross, mm. um, a tweet about Jeopardy where he screen capped the um, TV mm. and then made a, made a cute little comment about a Jeopardy answer. Right? Oh, that's nice. And then, and then up here, he got Theo's making biscuits again, and it's it's his cat sleeping. You know how they kind of paw when oh, they're yeah. sleeping because they're like dreaming and shit. Uh-huh. He, he just zoomed in, and it's a it's a boomerang of his of his cat like moving its paws. Theo's oh, making biscuits. Oh God! So I think he just was like, "Well, I gotta say something. I don't know what to say, and so I'm yeah. gonna say that I'm going to say something at some time." Correct. Bring so it back to my cats and my Jeopardy. Yeah, he he couldn't stay away. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if he's doing any sort of like, uh, like new start with social media. Like, do you think? Are we still blocked? Do we know? We're definitely blocked. I tried to look at okay. it. To- <laughs> We're still blocked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go back to my. Uh, um, personal account to look at it mm, nice so did <laughs> so did you see his like super long meandering post i did on one of the articles but not on uh the instas it's where he posted that right yeah yeah and so it's like this what's supposed to be this like very serious post about what he's been going through and the picture did you see the picture that he posted with it no what was the picture it's like a picture of him like on stage, like totally like black silhouette, just like bathed in light with one hand up in the air. Oh, it's, my God. You're going to have to have a look at this. You will laugh your ass off. And then he basically goes on to like talk about all these people that have died in his life. <laughs> that is weird to throw that on it because yeah. that has nothing to do with anything. It has nothing he- to do with anything. It has nothing to do with what he did. Man, no. there were some funny there were some funny responses. Sarah shook. Wondered how many of the folks welcoming you back have 14-year-old daughters, but yeah, you're probably wondering the same thing for different reasons. <laughs> Boom. <Nice>. Zing. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> but no, she's right. There's a ton of people that are just like, keep fighting, so glad you're back. Oh, I'm sure. Watercolor I painted of you. Where's the new music? We're super excited. And I was going to say that Ryan Adams is the R. Kelly of indie music. (laughs) But really, he's the Trump of indie music. He's got like these faithful followers. Oh, yeah. You know? It is just a complete dipshit on social media. (laughs) Yeah, I can literally say anything. Oh, yeah, there was one tweet where he was responding to this woman and he kept misspelling things. I was like, oh, my God, this is so much like Trump. Yeah, it's It's fantastic. (laughs) Driving in sound. That was the first one. It was just like, you're a disgrace. Yeah, well, 
Good to have him back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, buddy. Uh, well, there you go. Now, the garage band, uh, or the garage concert, the garage <laughs> band. The garage band. Mm-hmm. Doing the garage concert reference in the in the opener was uh, something that you attended uh, this <laughs> week. Was it this week? It was yeah. Well, it was last week, I guess. Are they, well, yeah, technically that was on um, yeah. Friday. Yes, yeah, it was on Friday. That's what it was. And and uh, we we reviewed Black Midi Schlagenheim, and we were talking about how they were coming to to New York, and you didn't get a ticket, right? I blew it. I absolutely blew yeah. it. And we were like, oh, they probably won't be sold out. They absolutely were sold out, yep. one. And uh, the day after, was it because they were sold out? That's what I. That's kind of what the tweet said that you sent me or something. It was like, their show was sold out last night, so they're doing this. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know planned. if it was a plan all along or what. It feels planned. It feels planned. Um, and... I, I, I get like wind of these secret shows, quote unquote secret. Um, yeah. Every now and then, I always like hear about it too late, or I'm doing something else at the time. Um, but not this one. Not this one. I had nothing going on. It was uh, up to <laughs> until the next day, the hottest day of the year here so far. Oh, nice. <laughs> there's a there's a good smell. There's a nice stench in the air. Oh I my! Feel like yes. just the ripe. humidity is just vaporized human sweat and garbage and garbage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I like so I gave the address, which I googled, and I was like, "That is not anything." Yeah. So tell us what happened. They they put out a a tweet. Uh, I think it was it was an Instagram post. I saw it through they a, put out a, a music blog, but. Um, and I think they were going to say they were they were doing a concert, right? Yeah, that day they put out the mm-hmm. Instagram post at four o'clock at a uh, three fourteen Canal Street, which is like pretty much all just like shops and shit. You're like mostly like yeah. those like tourist shops, like all the like I love New York shit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I like googled it and like looked at the street view and I was like, that's not like a venue at all. Yeah, I was like, but I'm going. So I ran out the door. <laughs> Literally. Like, Whatever this place is, is probably very small. So I have nothing else going on. I'll go stand in line if I need to. Yeah. As I roll over there and I get to the address and uh, it's like technically a uh, it's like a storefront like type of place. Like it's a vacant retail place. OK. Yeah. Um, and I saw that they had like the. Like the gate kind of thing yeah. that you roll up. Yeah, which they have at like most of the fronts of stores here. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when you say a storefront, mm-hmm. the the when you opened this up, it would have been like a bodega or something really small because that that couldn't oh. have been more than fifteen feet, twenty feet deep. Oh no, I think it was smaller than my apartment overall. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was like a a box car. Yeah, probably like yes. looked like ten feet wide by I don't know twelve feet deep or something. Yeah, I got there. It was like uh hour and a half or so before the show was about to start, and I was like <laughs> the like I sent you a picture. Maybe perhaps yeah. we'll post it. We should. Um, and you the little like garage door thing was like a little bit open, so you could see underneath. Mm-hmm. I could see like the drums and shit in there. 
Uh, they took that little picture and then like four other dudes rolled up and we were all just standing there and then someone came out and they're like, we can't have you guys standing on the sidewalk. Come back uh, half an hour before the show. Yeah. I was like, OK. And then as I was about to leave, I saw all of the band come from the store next door and go and dip in there. I was like, oh, this is exciting. <laughs> Was it quick so that like Very you couldn't quick. be like, hey, yeah, yeah, they were dipping in. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. We did not want to have this interaction right now. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck these guys. <laughs> They're well, here way also, too early. Can you imagine being that young, too? I'd be like, no, thank oh, I know. you. Especially then. And they're all little. Mm-hmm. They're all very little. They're all little, aren't they? It's, this oh, is guys. my sports theory. None of them could play football. No. Oh, so absolutely. Picked up guitar. <laughs> tiny. Tiny people. So I went and grabbed uh, a drink real quick and uh, <clears throat> waltzed back over there. And when I got back, there was actually a big crowd of people there. I got back like right at 3.30, so half an hour before the show was about to start. Mm-hmm. There's a big crowd of people there, but no discernible line. So I just sort mm-hmm. of sidled my way into right next to the door. Nice. And I noticed that people were talking and they're like, I don't, they're like, I don't know which one of these... Because there was like a whole row of these doors. Oh, and they're like, like, we don't know which one it is. And I was like, I do, but I didn't tell anyone. Yeah. (laughs) So I just stayed right by where I knew it was. Dude uh, right next to me had a beer in a bag, which is like, "Mm, I should have thought of that. Yeah. A ball and a biscuit and a beer in a bag. Yep. (laughs) Anyway, so it's to like maybe mm, 10 minutes before the show is about to start. And then all this like crazy like ambient noise starts coming from behind the door like and it becomes clear that it's like intentional it's not like them warming up or anything yeah yeah. they're gonna start with the door down yeah exactly and everyone maybe it was like one of those spinal tap things where the guy couldn't get out of the cocoon the whole song yeah (laughs) the door just never opened yeah, they're just like, keep going, keep going, no, keep going. Yeah. And they get the door like half up. People are like, yeah, like leaning over, like yeah, trying yeah. to mosh, like leaning over to see the band. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, it's all right. And then maybe like four or five minutes before uh, the concert's about to begin, it's not just like ambient noise anymore. You start like hearing a little bit of a drum beat, and people mm-hmm. are getting fucking pumped. Like, it was, like, truly so exciting. Mm, Underground, but on the street level. Yeah, and that, uh, that, like, goes on for, like, five minutes or so. And then all of a sudden, the door just shoots up. Fast? Faster than I thought it could. I mean, it it wasn't, like, (laughs) but it, it went up quicker than I thought it could. And then they just go into, like full on like rocking out not just like making noises anymore and everyone just floods in there like, like they go in the store yeah and oh, was, so you, were you in it or were you outside of it oh i was in it i was about yeah. maybe four rows of people back yeah but everyone just crammed in there but this fucking thing zero airflow like there's no windows or anything <laughs> in there there's a couple <laughs> overhead fans not on and yeah, now why would you put the fans on? Right? <laughs> like, I saw a few people, like, point at them, like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it was a unique situation, like, where it was, but that's, like, the most badass way I've ever seen a band start a concert. That is fucking cool. It's really the only place that you can actually do that. Mm-hmm. 
And so, you know, it just doesn't work with like a curtain as much as it does like a steel door. And then everyone bum rushes in. That's fantastic. So was it a song? Did they start with, did, did a, a song beca- emerge out of the noise? It was one of the recognizable songs, not recognizable. And it was probably like six or seven minutes of just like instrumental. Mm -hmm. And God, that fucking drummer in person, Jesus Christ. And like almost like I'm, I'm sure it's a song that they've like practiced and stuff, but it really almost seemed like it was some sort of like jazz type improvisation, which it might've been. I don't know, but it was awesome. a, A couple other songs. Yeah. Before the CP. I feel like so. it may be one of those ones that I haven't heard mm-hmm. before. But it was so awesome. And everyone got like so pumped. And it that is literally the hottest I have ever been in my life. But that like almost like added to it. It's like everyone in there is like, this is like the most miserable environment possible. And it like made it even cooler. You know? That is fucking cool. Do they play anything that you recognize? Yeah, they did um, Doctor and um, uh, the BMBM. I think I heard BMBM. Did they did that? That was the last one they did. Apparently, they close all their shows with that, including this one. Yeah, I said that on the pod. Did you? Wait, you're on that pod too. I'm on there. (laughs) I don't remember anything you say to me though, Nate. (laughs) (laughs) And they did um, near DTMI, which I assume is Detroit, Michigan. Yes. Yeah, I like that one too. Yeah, they did that one. And then, so other than Ductor, BM, 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 and uh, near Detroit, Michigan, I did not recognize it. But it was only a half hour show, which is good because literally yeah, everyone would that's... have died. <laughs> but there was a really funny moment uh, during uh, near Detroit, Michigan, where everyone started moshing mm-hmm. and they stopped playing. Are you the, kidding me? And the, <laughs> yeah, and the singer said, in his like weird little British voice, it's like, you guys gotta fucking stop. You're gonna fucking die. And then like everyone stopped <laughs> moving, and then they just went back into it, and everyone started moshing again. <laughs> <laughs> it it probably after they did it, it seemed like a good idea, and then they were like, oh my god, look at all these people. Yeah, somebody might get like crushed, and and that would well, be I think not the, a great. The one. concern was heat stroke. Like people yeah. were turning purple in there. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> and I, I sent you that picture. My, I, sw- I was sweating so much that my hands got pruny, like I was in a hot tub. That's fantastic. But all that considered, like it was, it was one of those moments where like you're kind of into the band, and then you see them at the exact right time and the exact right circumstance, and they're just like. Yeah forever next level for you then like they they have jumped to that next level for me after that experience oh man that's fantastic plastic picnic is and they had their cd re- or cd release party record release party yeah uh, that's another thing a week I or two to ago go to. <laughs> i know and i feel like up until like the day or two before they were like hey definitely come tickets available i know which i was surprised by i know I should have gone. You should have gone. They're so fucking good live. I've told you before. Oh, yeah. I forgot you um, saw them already. Yeah. All right. From Rough Trade. 
Since their formation, the band had been creating a unique brand of synth-driven pop, first showcased on their debut self-titled EP, Plastic... Uh, oh, yeah, self-titled EP. Sorry, I was just getting ready to say it. <laughs> I'm going to start over. You start over. Plastic Picnic's distinct sound has garnered them official showcases at South by Southwest, song placements on hit TV shows Homeland and Shameless... And over 150,000 average monthly listeners on Spotify. After writing and touring throughout 2018, Plastic Picnic is self-releasing their sophomore EP. Oh, no! I was wrong! Sophomore! Self-releasing! Everything we talked about earlier is now defunct. Yeah. Vista Light on (laughs) July 19th. Which we've already (laughs) talked about the dates and everything like that. The upcoming project maintains Plastic Picnic's signature style while signaling an evolution towards a more mature sound. Crafted with the help of sub-pop staple and producer Trevor Spencer, Father John Misty, Fleet Foxes. Oh. Mm. Vistalite pays homage, that's how I'm going to say it, to Plastic Picnic's origins in the Pacific Northwest. Implants. Transplants. (laughs) Transplants. Implants. <laughs> what? <laughs> Transplants. Let's say <laughs> implants is like a good like Tourette's-y thing to just blurt out. Implants. Oh, <laughs> uh, somebody probably has implants in every room that you're standing in. Some sort of thing is implanted in someone Wait. when you're in public. Well, that's a crazy <laughs> statement. <laughs> Unlike the band's debut, Vista Light takes a step back from the grit of recording in New York City apartments to embrace the organic, analog tones of a more natural setting. Lyrically, Vista Life confronts heartbreak, self awareness, and ultimately, Healing, packaged in warm instrumentals, mm, punchy bass lines, ooh, and infectious synth melodies. Ah. Ah. Were those, was that uh, you, like, editorializing, or was it, or was it written, ah? No, those were all parentheticals. Oh, they no, were? I, mean, I, <laughs> I, said, I just did that. Oh, okay. For effect. <laughs> well, it worked well. Um, Rough Trade is a record store here. So I'm guessing that's what they wrote for their little like thing that goes behind the LP, you know? Yes, that's what uh, I was guessing, too, that the band probably wrote that themselves. Yes. It's like a Spotify bio, mm-hmm. which sometimes that is how we have to get our information, because these guys are seemingly not on the Internet other than Spotify. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. They are living in the 1980s. They're going all... They're a method band. Method. I was I was giving myself time to think of the word. I'm sorry, I blew it. <laughs> and acting like I was being dramatic. <laughs> uh, we should just talk about the songs. Although, were you surprised by this this uh, this EP? It's it's quite a, um, a little bit of a different sound. Quite a little bit of a different sound. Quite a little bit. That is mm-hmm. correct. Um, yeah. I was I was surprised. Um, I feel like the whole thing's a little bit uh, more mellow. It's uh, mm-hmm. I think it's definitely darker. But I feel like that that, sp- that spirit 
that plastic picnic spirit is it's still there and i think that this ep or record or album or debut or sophomore thing or whatever it is i think it's fantastic and i think they're batting a thousand i think if you just put every single song of theirs on shuffle which is not that many but but if you did it there's not one song i would skip which is kind of crazy it would have, I think it would have been a really fantastic record altogether. The, the, the more, um, well, I said like on two bridges, it's, it's a, it's a very good indicator of what's coming on this EP yes. and it, and it stays right in that thing. It's softer and more expansive and it's less angsty. It's less like that college rock, like yes. va- early vampire weekend, yeah, that, you yeah. know, it's super fun and, and you love and, uh, the early Weezer and stuff like that. But uh, it's it's more of like contemplative midlife rock, and so they they it's, it's like a growing up fast, very big transition. And if both of those things had been on the same record, mm. I mean, it would have been a very good start, a very good first record. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we should try and assemble it into a into a whole like LP length thing. Well, I'll just try and like order it and shit. That might mm-hmm. be fine. I was gonna I was thinking about trying to do that, but then I, that was just too much work. Yeah. Well maybe between the two the... of us. <laughs> yeah. I, that actually sounds like even fun. more work. I don't know. <laughs> it does seem fun to do that though. I know. Um but what are my what are your thoughts about two bridges? I agree it kind of sets the tone for like this isn't gonna sound quite like what you expect. Um mm-hmm. but it's still like great summer music, but I almost feel like summer night as opposed to like a day mm-hmm. at the beach, like the first one. And you pay a strange man to understand your patterns and how to fix them when it's all failing. Like wet wood, exhausted by the weather, we start to Yeah, absolutely. And I it it really does feel like the quieter, more contemplative mood parts of like a John Hughes movie. Mm. Uh, it's still in that that really innocent place in my mind. It, it it it's contemplative, but it's still contemplative about young life. Yeah, totally. Uh, for me. And I lo- some of the lyrics were great. I couldn't find the lyrics online, so I was trying to listen to them, so it might be different. But uh, you pay a strange man to understand your patterns and how to fix them when it's all failing. I mean, that's a very 30, 40 something when we all yeah. got count, we all got psychiatrists, you know, therapists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> trying to figure us out and what our parents did to us or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's interesting because I'm pretty sure these guys are like significantly younger than both of us. Oh my goodness! Yeah, for sure. Yeah, significantly younger. <laughs> it also has a, a like a bit of like a, a frightened rabbit, like oh. upbeat sadness feel to it. Yeah, it, like, you know, yeah. It's like the the music itself isn't gonna like bum you out. But maybe you start like paying attention to the lyrics. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is this is this is a, this is sad. 
this is yeah i mean it's when you go back and listen to scott hutchison's lyrics you're like okay i get it now yeah. and and there's one in here that you would say that about him if it ever happened i said i guess i'll save my breath for one more evening of decay oh yeah i didn't catch that one i also yeah. tried to look up the lyrics because it's not super easy to tell what they're saying a lot of the time and yeah, I, it sounds I, I was a lot unable like, to find them. It sounds a lot like uh, I'll save suicide for another year, yeah. right? Yeah. That's the floating of the first one. Uh, also uh, came out last Friday, the whole thing. So go listen to that. Oh, yeah. All the tiny covers. changes. Check that shit mm-hmm. out. I will say one thing about that mm. is I was expecting a lot of big artists to fill out the, the the songs because we heard one from Julian Baker and then we knew that Ben Gibbard was a part of it uh, from Death Cab. Mm-hmm. But all of the um, first ones and most of the entire record are done by like really small like yes. Irish, English bands. Yeah. Uh, I went on Spotify and looked them all up and they were like 130 monthly listens, you yeah. know, 2,000 monthly <laughs> listens. And I was like, good on you. Yeah, that's fucking cool. that's how they started. So after you, this is one of your picks. It's more of this 80s classic that they yeah that they have. Yeah, super 80s. It feels like very neon, you know? <laughs> kind of like mm-hmm. Miami at night or some shit. Yeah, his voice is real angelic, too, which goes great with the synth. Lots yeah, synth I one. really liked the, like that uh, echo on his voice. It makes it sound like very mm-hmm. grand. I feel... Yeah, I feel like even though it's like synthy and like it seems more like summertime, kind of like their older stuff, but the darkness is definitely here. I think it's on. I think I because this is the second track on here, right after Two Bridges. Yeah, I think this is when I first like really noticed. It. I was like, oh yeah, this is actually a lot darker. And it just keeps going. I kept waiting for that that sound from the f- the first EP yes. to come in at some point in time. Yes, and it never really did. I think the the most it ever did was on Vista Life, where you get it's a yeah. it's still very chill, but it's a groove. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's something a little more going on. There are actual finger snaps in it, and yeah. I assume that um, with finger snaps always come like the hip shakes. As well. Oh, absolutely. You can't snap you a know. finger without shaking a hip. No, it's like this little, unless you're doing it at a kid, like, hey, fuck, hey, fucking stop that. <laughs> Get your fucking hands out of there. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. But the chill, but the the snaps that come with music, you gotta, you gotta snap a hip. Pop that hip out it. there. Yeah. So it, this one does have a little bit more of a beachy, beachy feel, but mm-hmm. more like blood orange or sin cane. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's still like more mellow than just an all out like beach party. Yeah. Yeah. Like getting fucking high on the beach around a exactly. fire or some shit. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Love that sexy little guitar lick that plays out the mm. song towards the end. You know, there's like a oh, little yeah. slide in it. That's real nice. Fantastic. 
This is your song. Did you have anything to say about Vista Lake? Uh, that's what I was trying to figure out. If we had actually moved on to Vista Lake, because you mentioned it for a second. Um, oh, I do when have I mentioned something, it happens. I think, you know what's funny is I thought that um, that guitar you were talking about um, mm-hmm. earlier today when I was stranded and nearing death on the subway, <laughs> I, was, I was listening to this. I was listening to it on uh, my like shitty Apple headphones. Oh, I know you lost your wireless and, ones and when for we were going to the concert. Tragic. Um, and I was like, and like if you have like just shitty Apple earbuds on the subway, like you can't hear a goddamn thing. Like sure. in real life or through the headphones. <laughs> it just is like this <laughs> cacophony of bullshit. And I was like, is that a fucking saxophone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, but I listened Wrong. to it on, on better headphones. I was like, oh, no, it's not. But I can see the mistake I made, and that is actually really fucking cool. Oh, it doesn't yeah, straight ba-da-ba-da-ba. up sound like a guitar. Ba-da-ba-da-ba. Well, because he's playing it like it's a it's like a background instrument or a, a background yeah um, horn or tr- a horn or trumpet or something like that. Yeah, and it like fills this space that might on another record be a saxophone. What do we yeah. call? Don't Honest we have a term mistake. for that? What do we? Uh, a hot and heavy. Sack? Hot and heavy. Hot and heavy. Hot and heavy sax. But it was a guitar. And it was very hot and heavy guitar look. <laughs> um, I, I love at the start of the song the uh, that little bass line with mm. the. It's like very simple, but uh, it's it's very cool, and the like just crazy pretty vocals on this one too. Thick bass, lots of percussion too, more than the other ones. And this, I feel like the second chorus—I don't even know if I'd call it a chorus—but the that part that starts with him saying, "I'm a broken frame on your mantle." Mm. I feel like that's the most catchy moment on this record. And that was another thing that surprised me about this is there's nothing on here that's like nearly as catchy as like a uh, Berkeley or a bite. Um, yeah. I, but I, I that's true. don't think that's a bad thing though, but it was surprising to me. Yeah, exactly. I think if we could weave the two together um, yeah. and they're Let's, both good. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do if they ever come out with an actual album mm-hmm. and um, whether or not they will blend these two yeah. kind of style, they're not really that far off, but blend this kind of softer expansive style mm-hmm. with the, the catchier college vibe thing. Yeah. Yeah. And do something different. You know, I was thinking when you were saying that, cause I didn't, I, I was like half paying attention, mm-hmm. but I caught, I caught the gist of it. I felt <laughs> like I gave it a good good. All you need is the gist. Yeah. I'm all gist. <laughs> I'm all just. Don't even worry. I was like, we should have done this first and then talked about the dumb shit that we talked about at the beginning because this is a good record. I know. It's really good. I think, like, throughout my listening through the day, honestly, I think a song we didn't talk about, uh, Cradles, might actually be the best song on this. 
I almost picked cradles. I really wanted two bridges and cradles, but you had already picked Tucson, so I did. Yeah. Uh, just it's, the two bridges. It's fair. I mean, anyone listening is just listen to the whole thing, and it'll take up 20 minutes. 23 minutes. Day. It's fantastic. I listen to it over and over again. We do. Uh, it, it has been well established, but, but let's say it again. We love an EP. Oh, yeah. All right. I think that does it for us this time. Check out Vistalite and tell us what you think of the record by leaving us a review in iTunes. Follow the link in the show notes to all the reviews and music used in this episode to our website, theradiocurepod.com. Till next time, I've been Nathan Seal. With me was Jeremy Cohen. Thanks for listening to The Radio Cure. Bye. <laughs> That's long. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It's an hour and four minutes. Ridiculous. <laughs> way through that shit. Ha, 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 ha.